Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is Sirius XM, channel 127. Welcome to Progress After Dark. Good evening to everybody out there on the West Coast, driving home in your vehicles. Hello to everybody else in the middle and the East Coast. Welcome to Tell Me Everything, bringing good trouble to the right-wing bubble. I'm John Fugel saying, here in Manhattan, New York City, Thea is producing us from Brooklyn. Chris, our executive producer, is being executive and production-like down in South Carolina. And for the next couple hours, we're going to be with you right here on Channel 127 at 866-997-4748. We would love to hear from you. 866-997-GRIT. You know, there's, I got to, can I begin by saying there's not, there's nothing like doing a rally in Waco on the 30th anniversary of Waco to remind everyone that you're not a dangerous cult leader. We, we, we have much, we have much to break down folks, and we're going to do it tonight with some terrific guests. I am so pleased to tell you that uh, comedian Rhonda Hansom will be with us. Also, Kelly Weil of The Daily Beast is here with a fascinating book that I'm just so excited to talk about. When you think about people who are beyond reason, beyond science, when you think about how susceptible to cult-like thinking some of our loved ones are, well, she's written a book about the granddaddy of all conspiracy theories, Flat Earth People. It's called Off the Edge, Flat Earthers, Conspiracy Culture, and Why People Will Believe Anything. It is a very compelling history of the very real Flat Earth movement from the 1800s and British communes to uh, its spread in the early 2000s. And ready for the surprise? Social media has not only helped spread the Flat Earth theory, it's allowed Flat Earth believers to find each other. She interviews Flat Earth truthers and goes to their conferences. It's it's hilarious and deeply disturbing. You're not going to want to miss it. Let's do a show. This is the 50th anniversary of the 1973 Academy Awards, where The Godfather won Best Picture, Marlon Brando won Best Actor, Liza Minnelli, Best Actress. Now, I know Joel Gray, friend of the show, 
won Best Supporting Actor that year. Brando would then, of course, famously turn down his award for Best Actor to protest Hollywood's portrayal of uh, American Indians in film. That was 50 years ago tonight. Quentin Tarantino is 60 years old today. And the day began, well, it began with the Washington Post publishing a really well-researched piece about the rise of the AR-15, which is now the best-selling rifle in the U.S. And they were bragging about how awesome it is and then said it was a a stark symbol of the nation's gun violence epidemic. Now, why, you might wonder. Well, 58 dead people in Vegas, 49 dead in Orlando, 26 dead in Sandy Hook, 26 dead at Sutherland Springs, 17 dead at Parkland, 21 dead in Uvalde. And now, today, the 128th mass shooting of 2023 took place. So within a couple of hours, Washington Post had to totally change their homepage. They had to take down their massive, extensively documented piece on the rise of the AR-15 and replace it with breaking news of a school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee, where the shooter had three guns, including an AR-15 weapon, AR-15-style weapon. Three children murdered today, three adults murdered today at a private Christian school in Nashville. It's the Covenant School. It's Presbyterian. It's only about 200 students. They go from preschool through sixth grade. The shooting began around 10.13 in the morning. It lasted under 15 minutes. The victims were Evelyn Dykehouse, who was nine, Hallie Scruggs, who was nine, William Kinney, who was nine, Cynthia Peake, who was 61, Catherine Kuntz, who was 60, and Mike Hill, who was 61. Another school shooting. Here, President Biden asks Congress to please please pass an assault weapons ban because maybe letting civilians have access to this hardware where other countries don't shows that we have more gun murders. And uh, we have to do more to stop gun violence. It's ripping our communities apart, ripping the soul of this nation, ripping at the very soul of the nation. And we we have to do more to protect our schools so they aren't turned into prisons. You know, uh, the shooter in this situation reportedly had two assault weapons and a pistol, two AK-47. So I call on Congress again to pass my assault weapons ban. It's about time that we begin to make some more progress. Tree Life Synagogue was AR-15. Colorado Springs was AR-15. Midland was AR-15. San Bernardino, the Sandy Hook School. Las Vegas, the greatest massacre of white people in the history of this country. AR-15. The suspect also died after being shot by cops. The suspect, uh, the police initially said, was a 28-year-old woman from Nashville, after initially saying that she appeared to be in her teens. More on that in a moment. Now, you can imagine on Fox News, with this horror occurring at a private Christian school in Nashville, leaving six people dead, you can understand how important it was for Fox News to do whatever they could to make sure the guns were okay. And Fox News went to the mattresses shifting any blame away from the guns that fired the bullets that killed these poor people. All day on Fox News in their daytime, you know, Fox News daytime, the real journalism time, they had so many experts talk about how this person, this shooter, reportedly entered the high school through the side door. And they kept saying, we need to have greater door control. Uh, We cannot ignore leaving the door ajar in a school. We've been banging on this drum for years and years. Seems to be a common pattern in many of these shootings. A side door was unlocked. 
they went all in on the door. And then the police chief said all doors were locked. Shooter blasted through a lock to get in. So (laughs) then the Fox News people got all defensive of everybody who would mock politicians who offer thoughts and prayers whenever there's another mass shooting or who say that things will go on the same. They were defending the Ted Cruz's of the world for their callow, shallow, indifferent thoughts and prayers. Folks, can we say one thing about Trump Republicans, okay? You can't say thoughts and prayers if you don't think and you don't pray. It's really simple. A lot of Republicans all day going on Fox News saying, there's enough gun regulations on the books. We we got to have more mental health issues because they always say this. It's always got to be more mental health coverage. And then when it comes time to fund that, no. No money for that. At one point, you might have seen a a mom in Nashville hijack the entire press conference to give a speech about gun safety. But of course, (laughs) the media, well, listen to this a little bit from today's White House press briefing. The media is still treating gun violence as this incredible, unstoppable villain that we, goddamn, we wish we knew a way to stop it. Only America has this problem, and it's just unavoidable. Does the president believe that there is an actual legislative solution to this or a a solution that the government can bring, given kind of culturally where the U.S. is on uh, this issue and political divides, all of these things put together? Is there an actual solution here? Well, the president, uh, as you've heard him say many times before, he's an optimist and he's a fighter. Uh, And you have seen that from this president over the last two years. Uh, And he's an optimist and rightfully so. We saw, you saw him sign. Uh, a bipartisan uh, piece of legislation that we hadn't seen on gun violence to deal with gun violence in 30 years. That's because of this leadership of this president uh, and the work that he's put in. So we have to be optimistic and we have to fight at the same time. But at, but we also have to call out what is unacceptable and what we continue to see in these communities is unacceptable. And, you know, I know, Phil, you're you're a dad. I'm a parent as well. And what we're seeing, when you see those types of stories coming out of Nashville, it is devastating. It is devastating. And elementary schools should not be happening. Yeah, but here's the deal. This is the only country where this happens regularly. It only happens here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, occasionally you'll get a shooting here and there, but mass shootings, 128? (laughs) And March isn't over? No, only here. We have the most guns. We have the most shootings. We have the most gun deaths. Yeah, a lot of those are suicides. I know. And handguns, handguns do it. It's not AR-15s, it's handguns, I know. And you probably don't even know what AR stands for. All the bullshit. Listen, anything right-wing people say is to distract you from this. It only happens here. Only here. Here is where they want it to happen because slaughter of children is acceptable to right-wing politicians and media figures. I'm going to say that again. Slaughter of kids is the price we have to pay so civilians can have easy access to weapons designed to slaughter lots of humans really fast. Once you believe, once your religion of self-worship is so festering into your marrow that you believe there's a God and that God wants you to have the option to own an AR-15 more than God wants someone else's fucking kids to live to age 18. Once you believe that, There's an army of lobbyists looking to manipulate you. Nashville police later identify the shooter as 28-year-old Audrey Hale, a transgender woman and former student at the private Presbyterian school. And that sound you hear is of the NRA unclenching itself. This is the second trans-identifying female to take part in a school shooting in the last couple of years. And now they have their narrative. Now... 
It's not the fact that an unstable transgender woman was easily able to get her hands on a machine that kills lots of humans really fast because that's what it's designed to do. Now, oh, it's a transgender woman. And there you have it. Already, you saw the word testosterone all over Twitter, trending. And I'm like, trans women are the ones who take medication to have less testosterone. Marjorie Taylor Greene, the greatest thinker of the Republican Party today, tweeted how much hormones like testosterone and medication for mental illness was the transgender Nashville shooter taking? We should read that a couple times, once for the horrific grammar and once for how offensive it is. How much hormones like testosterone and medications for mental illness was the transgender Nashville shooter taking? Everyone can stop blaming guns now. That's what she wrote. Here's the deal. One transgender shooter just created a wonderful opportunity for hate-driven idiots who find slaughter of kids acceptable to blame an entire marginalized community. Again, when, when it's a heterosexual man, a white man doing it, then it's usually mental health. If you see mental health trending on social media, it's because a white guy just popped off a few people. But see, it's never the guns. It's all, it's never the access to the guns. The right wing plans to respond to today's shooting forcefully by cracking down on drag queens, naked statues, and books they haven't read because that's what they have to offer. They're going to crack down on drag queens, naked statues, and books they haven't read. And they're going to go all in on trans women. And why not? They've invested a lot of time in building up this boogeyman. I mean, don't, don't, let's, let's be blunt. This was a trans woman who murdered these people. Okay. Murderer. She will go down as that, but see, that's not going to be a legitimate excuse for these revolting fascists to smear all trans people, but they will anyway, because again, they have to protect the guns. Every dead child is a threat to the safety of my guns. And that's how it is. Folks, an AR-15 is not your God-given right. It's your goddamned entertainment. The fact that this person was trans means nothing. If that person didn't have the opportunity to get easy access to an AR-15, we would not have lost three adults and three children today. The shooter had access to two AR-style rifles, an AR-style handgun, and a handgun. Marjorie Taylor Greene and the rest of Fox is going to be blaming the trans community for easy access to guns. Again, people who are trans are usually more likely to be victims of violent crime than perpetrators. <laughs> but that's not going to mean much at Fox News. That's like telling them natural-born Americans commit crimes at a higher rate than legal or undocumented immigrants. They don't care about facts. They need emotion to manipulate white people. Fox News has a job. It's peasant maintenance. It's convincing the serfs that the feudal lords are the job creators. Here, one year after Rob Elementary and Uvalde which killed 19, a former student, going back to his school. 11 years after another student killing 20 children and six adult staff members in Newtown, Connecticut. My friend's a Canadian and said to me, you, you know, I don't understand why nothing's being done about guns in this country. And I'm like, well, I'll tell you why nothing's being done in this country. It's money. That's the reason it doesn't get done. That's the same reason we had slavery for so long. That's the same reason we have for-profit health care. <laughs> That's the reason we have wars for oil. Money drives all of it. You want to change this? Get private money out of our elections. Have every election be publicly funded. That's the only way you stop the bribery. 
But until then, you should expect more of these because there's money to be made. The NRA will be sending out mailers off of this. They will say Joe Biden's coming to take your guns. Just like they said Bill Clinton's coming to take your guns and Barack Obama's coming to take your guns. Now, of course, they're not coming to take your guns. None of them have said, let's go take your guns. None of these presidents have ever come anywhere close to that. But that's what the NRA will do. People will believe it. They'll go out and buy more guns. You'll see. And they will make a killing off another killing. That's how the NRA profits off of all of these massacres. So just remember, just remember, 58 dead in Las Vegas. It's worth it. 49 dead in Orlando. It's worth it. 26 dead at a Sandy Hook. Worth it. 26 dead at Sutherland Springs, 17 dead at Parkland, worth it, 21 dead in Uvalde, and now six souls taken in Nashville. And it's worth it because that's just the price we Americans are going to have to pay. So the next mentally ill person in their 20s who's having a bad day can still easily get an AR-15. Ma Freedom. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This is SiriusXM Progress. I'm John Fugel saying welcome back. If you've enjoyed our recent conversations with Eugene Levy or Ilhan Omar or Katie Sackoff or Ryan Johnson, you can hear all that stuff and more on demand on the John Fugel saying podcast and on the SiriusXM app. We just taped a brand new conversation with our friend Graham Nash today. It's very, very moving. David Crosby did come up a bit. Okay, we talk a lot in very generalized terms about our friends who are caught up in MAGA world or in various what's come to be known as conspiracy theories. And we always wonder, how can people be so beyond fact, beyond science, beyond history, beyond scripture, beyond reason? That's been the most puzzling thing. Every one of you listening to me knows someone who has wound up believing something that makes no sense. And this has become so common, of course, in the Internet age that the expression flat earthers has uh, achieved a new universal resonance. But flat earthers are also a real kind of person. Um, and the first flat earth theorist was Samuel Rowe Botham back in the 1800s. He developed the whole thing. But there was a flat earth society developed here in 1956. And it, this might shock you hipsters, but none of this was ironic. People actually 
believed it. Most of us just laugh and move on. But Kelly Weil, journalist of the Daily Beast, covers extremism and disinformation and the Internet. Those three things come together very well. Maybe you've read her stuff on the Daily Beast or seen her on Nightline or CNN or Al Jazeera. But her new book is called Off the Edge, Flat Earthers, Conspiracy Culture, and Why People Will Believe Anything. It offers a definitive and fascinating and sometimes hilarious, sometimes depressing history of this very real movement that has only grown since the internet allowed them to find each other. It's such a great pleasure to welcome Kelly Weil to SiriusXM. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. I, I have to say, I think before the pandemic, um, most of us never would have thought of flat eartherism as anything but a joke. And yet it seems that in the past couple of years, you've written the right book for the right time, because not only has it become more common, it, it has become almost the universal metaphor for our disinformation age. What was it that yeah. inspired you to, to pick up this subject of all possible subjects? Well, you know, I'm frankly just drawn to the weirdest parts of the Internet. And around 2016, 2017, I started seeing people talk about Flat Earth online. And I had the same gut reaction you did. I said, no way are they serious. This has to be a joke. So I stuck with it and I dug into it and I followed it through extremist forums. And I found out, oh, uh, yeah, they actually mean it. And once I realized that they were serious about that, I couldn't really let it go. Well, it is kind of amazing because you, you point out that conspiratorial movements and cults are real cousins. And in, in a way, flat earthers are kind of like the impression I got is that flat earthers are kind of like a universal donor for potential cults. If someone's willing to go there, you can probably steer them into your QAnon Reddit group as well. Absolutely. And that's a great metaphor. You know, I think conspiracy theories and cults appeal to the same desires people have. People who want an alternate explanation of the world or they're looking for answers where they don't exist or they have answers and they don't really like them. They want to be led. Conspiracy theories let people latch on to an alternate explanation and even form an identity around them. And if that sounds a little bit like some of the driving motives of cult believers, well, that's sort of true. I love Flat Earth because it really does allow people to believe anything. It's maybe the most out there counter scientific belief you can have. And to your point, once you're in Flat Earth, you can take on any wild idea you want. You've basically leveled the mental playing field. That's it. That's it. I mean, it's sort of, yeah, it's it's like a, a Rorschach test. If we can get you to swallow this, then we'll get you to swallow anything. I, I confess I didn't know it formally began back in the 19th century, but it, it seems like in its origin days, it was almost kind of like a, a, a fundamental biblical literalism. It was a, a very fire and brimstone interpretation that we were a flat earth, wasn't it? That's absolutely right. You know, I think it's no coincidence that Flat Earth, as I document it in this book, really has its origins in the mid-1800s. It appears sort of around the rise of the natural sciences, when people were starting to put religion in the backseat and have a better understanding of who we were as a species and, you know, our relation to the natural world. But I think in tandem with that, some people didn't like to see that uh, secondary placement for things like religion. And so they turned to a theory like Flat Earth, which allowed them to cherry pick the Bible for a very literalist, very backwards belief and use that to say that all of science was wrong, not just Darwin, not just people, you know, with a specific theory, but science as a principle was wrong. And I think it's retained that same DNA, even as the theory has morphed and adapted to the Internet age. 
that's it. It's very, very attractive for someone who wants to believe that they've been lied to. And there's some really simple unified theory that explains everything they can understand about our complicated, unpleasant reality. I mean, it, it's 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 kind of textbook, but it, it seems like the timeline is, you know, early early humans believe that it's a flat Earth, and then you get your Copernicus and Galileo, and kind of you know, we're, over time we get it, we're we're round, and then it, it kind of comes and goes a bit in the eighteen hundreds, but it really seems like this community takes off in the twenty first century with the dawn of the internet. It, I mean, is that fair to say? It is unfortunately fair to say, you know, progress isn't totally linear. We have the internet and you would think that you, you're able to access any scientific fact you want. All of the world's learning potential is right there before you, but unfortunately that also pertains to the history of lies, right? You know, one thing I documented uh, throughout various waves of the Flat Earth movement is that it was always really quick to emerge when there's a new form of communication. In the 1840s, 50s, when it first started popping up, that was when newspapers were newly available to anyone. You know, anybody could have their printing press, just like people uh, churned out zines in the 80s and 90s. And in the uh, early uh, 20th century, flat earthers were some of the earliest adopters of long range radio. So they were blasting out flat earth programming, you know, hundreds of miles further than most other radio stations could. But the internet especially really allowed people to tune into their own realities and let people search for whatever answers that were appealing to them and not just find those answers and, you know, believe in them, but also find community around those beliefs. That's it. That's become it. a flat earther, not just, you know, someone who has this theory, but someone who calls themselves that, who roots their identity in that belief. So so you nailed it. And the community, the dignity that is in community and, and the warmth that comes and they could find each other. And it seems like in a rather fast couple of decades, the flat earth movement, as we understand it, has evolved. Now, my question is, have they come together on like a, a universal set of theories about the Earth's shape? I mean, do they believe that, like, we're being lied to by all the world's governments, for example? <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of a narcissism of small differences situation where you would think, you know, there's so few flat earthers, they would all agree. That's not actually the case. There are dissenting theories within flat Earth. Um, the flat Earth society, as you alluded to, is actually kind of unpopular right now. They uh, believe in an alternate theory of gravity that most flat earthers don't believe in. But mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, um, <laughs> the theory of the theory of flat Earth that's most popular right now and that I sort of stick to in the book is that earth is flat like a frisbee and it's uh, surrounded by a ring of ice that's represented by antarctica on the map and most of them these days will say that it's covered with a dome almost like a snow globe right um is it nasa lying to us is it is it the illuminati doing this is it the rothschilds doing this i'm, I'm curious who the who the villains are in in, in oh. this common scenario <laughs> You know, John, it's really funny because when I go to something like a Flat Earth conference, I do ask people that explicitly. I say, who's doing the lying? And you'll get a variety of answers ranging from the kind of cute, oh, you know, it's the government. You don't trust the government either. And, you know, to their their point, I'm, I think, quite skeptical of a lot of government narratives. But then if you push a little bit further, you do wind up with the people saying the Rothschilds. I've heard people say even more explicitly Mm -hmm. anti-Semitic things. So it's Oh, um, okay. Well, that was my that was my number one (laughs) guess. I'm like, at what point? do they get to soros or globalism i mean they they how often do they blame the jews when you ask 
Now, it's funny you say globalism because that's very that <laughs> that's a loaded term in flat earth where they don't like the globe. Oh, yeah. My uh, my <laughs> first entry into a flat earth conference, I was I was talking to people before the conference opened. We we're waiting in line and they're talking about globalism. And I kind of pushed them on that because, you know, I report on extremism. I'm like, is this an anti-Semitic thing? No, no, no. They just don't like the globe. However, <laughs> a lot of them are actually uh, quite explicitly anti-Semitic. There was a um, last flat earth conference I was at in person. In late 2019, they had a, a comedian, comedian in air quotes, Owen Benjamin up there as their keynote speaker. And, you know, a month after this, he's on Instagram posting just heinous things about Anne Frank, you know, mm. Holocaust denialism. So it's uh, the flat earth does not need to be anti-Semitic. But unfortunately, like so many conspiracy theories, it does go hand in hand. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so much bigger as you discuss it. It's so much bigger than like 9-11 trutherism. I mean, or, or you know, the government knows about the UFOs. I mean, if you actually believe that the earth is flat and we're living under a dome, you have to you have to tear down everything you believe. I mean, it's 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 greater than a religious conversion, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, they, they might, are, are they are flat earthers? I guess my question is, are flat earthers, generally speaking, <laughs> um, in, in in the Venn diagram, do they overlap with other circles? Like, are are the flat earthers also 9-11 truthers or anti-vaxxers or QAnon folk? Oh, yeah. You know, I think in the, uh, in the Venn diagram, they are that perfect middle circle, right? I mean, to believe in flat earth, you can't just believe that it's only flat earth and that, you know, no other conspiracy theories are right. It's such a universal, it's such a wide ranging conspiracy theory. It really allows people to bring in all kinds of other fringe beliefs. Uh, most flat earthers I know are uh, proponents of uh, pretty obscure uh, religious beliefs, very Christian literalism, some uh, kind of, I don't know, almost occult Christianity where they believe in things like giants and, yeah. you know, cryptids, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, these are real jack of all trades as far as conspiracy theories go. And I'll note that I think that's an increasing phenomenon. When I first started digging into Flat Earthers around 2017, uh, I noticed that their Facebook pages were pretty on topic. You know, they were talking about their theories. These days, there's a lot more bleed over. I think there's a lot more uh, cross-pollination and recruitment across conspiracy lines. And if you're on a, a flat earth page, you're pretty darn likely to see some QAnon stuff as well. Yeah, I can imagine. And I'll bet you see things that are negative about, I don't know, vaccines or immigrants, I'm guessing, if you're on a flat earth Facebook page. Oh, yeah, absolutely right. I mean, <laughs> there's a, it, when you go to these flat earth conferences, as I do, and you know, I, I, I'll talk to anybody. I like talking to them. But I mean, I, the last one I went to, I was uh, about uh, seven months pregnant. And you would not believe how much unsolicited advice I got about do not vaccinate your child. <laughs> I said, hang on here. I don't even know you. But, you know, there is, of course, like you said, there's there's a lot of crossover. Um, it's They're incredibly compatible and, you know, uh, just mutualistic groups and belief systems. Well, you, you tell a story in the book about how you were at a flat earth conference and you ran into these two ladies who were, were giving out jewelry, like QAnon symbol jewelry. Um, and you asked them if they were flat earthers at the flat earth conference. Tell us what they said. Right. So this was one of the most cynical things I've seen in, you know, a good many years covering extremism now. I'm hanging out talking to people in kind of the exhibit hall, this uh, Flat Earth conference, and these women give me a bracelet with a Q thing. And I said, are you Flat Earthers? And they said, well, 
No, not really. But, you know, we've been going to all kinds of events where we think people would be receptive to QAnon. We gave out these bracelets at a gun show and we had a couple takers, a couple people knew what we were talking about. And they said that here at this Flat Earth Conference, I think it's some of the best reception we've got. People really seem to be open to the word of Q, you know, so that was um. It was really striking to me that this was a conscious recruitment effort, not just, you know, having an affinity for other conspiracy theories, but very, I think, cannily looking at flat earthers as possible allies and trying to bring them over onto what I believe is a much more uh, bloodthirsty conspiracy theory. Right. Well, let's ask about that. How how do our white nationalist brother and sisters do uh, when it comes to recruiting at flat earth events? You know, it's uh, <laughs> it doesn't need to be a perfect uh, overlap. I've met a fl- uh, flat earthers of color. I've met flat earthers who will tell you that, you know, they're not racist at all. But I think these theories do pander quite a lot to um, people with prejudices, people who frankly are scared. That's not to excuse racism at all. But, you know, people who are frightened of losing their status in the world do often uh, turn to conspiracy theories as a way of uh, explaining why they feel so threatened. Right. And so I think that's uh, that emotional state is attractive both to racists and to flat earthers. There is a uh, surprisingly uh, active flat earth Nazi component. Uh, There's so many that even in my book, I was able to point out multiple flat earth Nazi rappers. So, you know, it's not all flat earthers are racist, but it's it's a significant percentage. Yeah. Boy, it breaks your heart, doesn't it? Because because you think, oh, wow, <laughs> what a nice flat earther. Oh, but this one's a white supremacist Nazi. I mean, you, you talk about uh, the Daily Stormer post where the editor, Andrew Anglin, that guy was making fun of the flat earthers and people got so mad at him because apparently a lot of Nazis actually believe this. It's just amazing. That's right. And I mean, Andrew Angler, one of the worst people on the Internet, doesn't really back down from any argument because he has literally no shame. And yet, when he made a post making fun of Flat Earthers, such a significant percentage of his Nazi reader base was like, hey, man, you can't say that. I think there's some truth to Flat Earth that he actually backed down because he realized that it was against his interest as the moderator moderator of a Nazi site. So, you know, if that says something about uh, about their audience, you know, I, I, I think, you know, racist conspiracy theorists do actually understand that they have to pander to these people. Absolutely. I mean, especially I know in 2017, Red Ice Media, which is way white nationalist, mm-hmm. was covering that. And right wing publisher Arctos sponsored the Flat Earth Conference. So, yeah, apparently a lot of these a lot of these organizations know that there's some good pickings amongst the folks who show up for these. I, I'm curious, as our Republican Party has become less the party of Lincoln and more the party of Iraq as WMDs. Barack Obama wasn't really born here. He, we really won the election. Don't believe all the evidence as the Republican Party itself has become much more promotional of conspiracy theories. Does it almost make the the flat earth people seem a little more legit? It doesn't make them seem a little more legit, but it makes them seem a little bit more powerful. You know, that's uh, what I get. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's because their theories at this point are not too far removed from some of the things that are increasingly mainstream in the Republican Party. You talk about a theory like QAnon, and we throw around that, you know, that label a bit. I don't think everyone fully understands that this is a theory that claims that Donald Trump's uh, opponents are satanic, pedophilic uh, cannibals, right? That Hillary Clinton (laughs) is eating babies and, you know, uh, in the cult right. 
that is a messed up thing to believe. And it's, you know, the fact that QAnon does have these inroads with the Republican Party, the fact that the GOP is so unwilling to criticize QAnon's uh its influence among its ranks, I think really speaks to the power that conspiracy theories have in the GOP right now. And something like QAnon, as far as I'm convinced, it's really not all that different in its uh, lunacy than flat earth. Well, I think we also have to give a lot of credit to, to tech companies, especially YouTube. I mean, you know, these these are really the platforms that have allowed these ideas to spread, allow these people to find each other and allowed uh, Nazis to show up at their conventions. Do you think that the tech company sector has some kind of responsibility in, in doing something to stop distorting reality and, and bring people back to Earth, so to speak? It does. Uh, and, you know, I think what I documented in my book as the maybe most uh, nefarious thing that tech companies did here is that they uh, take a YouTube, right, where it has an algorithm that recommends the next video for you. It recommends it says, hey, you're, you know, you're watching a 9-11 truth video. Maybe you'd like to watch another conspiracy video. But the way that our brains work, we don't want to just watch the same kind of conspiracy content on a loop. We want the most uh, scintillating thing, the thing that's going to make you click at two in the morning. And often that's, you know, that's something bizarre. It's something outlandish like Flat Earth. And for many years, from around uh, 2014 to 2019, Flat Earth was such an overperformer on YouTube's algorithm that these Flat Earth videos could just shoot right up in the rankings, right? They would get eyeballs that uh, a more fact-based, boring video just wouldn't get. And so most Flat Earthers I've spoken to say that they actually got into the theory via YouTube. Now, credit mm. where due, minimally, YouTube did after 2019, after tons of criticism, say, okay, we're, we're going to de-rank Flat Earth videos. They're not going to pop up as often in your recommendations anymore. And the uh, Flat Earth YouTubers I've spoken to say, yeah, our channel took a hit after that. So there is a measurable dis, uh, difference. But yeah, it's a uh, it was a tech companies for a large mm. number of recruits. Kelly, while this is why your book is so incredible, I'm a fan of your writing in the Daily Beast, but you take something that is so niche and inside like the Flat Earth Society and show how universal a story and how terrifying a story it really is. The book again is called Off the Edge, Flat Earthers, Conspiracy Culture and Why People Will Believe Anything. Kelly, Weil, such a pleasure. Please come back and join us again on SiriusXM. Will do. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And we'll be right back with your calls. This is Progress. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This is SiriusXM Progress. I'm John Fugelsang. I'm so happy to announce that 
Graham Nash has returned to our show. We just taped an interview a few hours ago, early this evening at the SiriusXM studios. It was so good to see him again. We talked all about David. It's very, very moving. You're not going to want to miss it. We will let you know uh, as soon as we know when that one's going to air right now. Whether you like it or not, I'm going to bring Rhonda Handsome into the show. She's a great comic, a writer, a director, an actor. She's open for Anita Baker. She's open for Diana Ross. She's open for Aretha Franklin. She does great solo shows. You can catch her on Politipod, available on SoundCloud. Rhonda Handsome refuses to define the word excellent because she feels she redefines it every time she steps on stage. People of Earth, please welcome the Nina Simone of comedy, Miss Rhonda Handsome. I'm black, y'all. <laughs> Welcome, my dear. Happy Monday. Oh, it is a happy Monday when I'm with you, John. I It really is happy. In spite of the world, I mean, uh, Paris is burning. Uh, Israel is marching. Uh, every, state by state, America is... Um, it's poisoning the water system. Uh, it's 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 a it's a good Monday. <laughs> well, you know, look, I, as awful as it is, and I'll I'll talk to you, I'll talk all day about how awful it is. I will also find you, you know, areas where it's great. I mean, I'm looking what's happening right now with Netanyahu, and to me, it's amazing. You know, in the words of uh, Chuck D in Public Enemy, one out of one million dissident uh, residents being dissidents who ain't kissing it. The amount of people who stood up to protest. Netanyahu essentially trying to rig the courts for his own benefit. I mean, McDonald's shut down, university shut down. Rhonda, can you imagine a president in America doing something so fucked up that airplanes were grounded all day at the airport? I, I mean, it worked. He completely delayed his judicial overhaul. But did he, didn't he fire the minister who recommended that he do that? No, he fired the minister who said it's not a good idea. And that's what made people blow up. He fired his own defense minister who said, you know what, maybe we shouldn't do this right now. It's not going too well. And after he fired that guy, then then this completely blew up. I, I can't imagine Donald Trump firing anybody and getting people to turn into the streets by the thousands. And there were pro Netanyahu protesters. I should say that as well. But I mean, just to see what happened here is just i, I haven't it's seen anything monumental. Like it. oh i thought he had fired the person who had said don't try this and then he and yes. after firing him said oh you, you you're out of here oh maybe you had a point yeah. oh no he, he hasn't rehired anybody back yet hasn't rehired no. anyone back yet yeah it's it's well but i we're still here you know, yes. John, it's, it, you know, I sometimes I feel like a terrible person. I'm so sad when we lose someone from our community, you know, when a, when a, a funny person dies and I, you know, and I put on social media, rest in peace. And then I go, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've so lost we are more. still here and it's a wonderful Monday. For a second, you made me terrified that another comedian had died today that I had overlooked. So I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Oh, no. I hope okay. not. I hope not. But now I, I'm still trying to get straight at no pun intended <laughs> on the uh, the Nashville shooter. Uh, yes. I am. I'm really not sure. Is it a transgender man or a transgender woman? What 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 was going on there? Apparently, from what we have heard so far. It was a transgender woman. She was killed by police. Um, again, transgender woman, Assuming, let's assume that that means that this is not a person who's getting testosterone injections, in spite of what Republicans have been tweeting at me all day. If you're transitioning to a woman, you are not 
getting testosterone. You're doing the opposite. That's why I guess trans female athletes are technically the only athletes who take drugs to make themselves less strong. But yeah, uh, it, it was. Go ahead. Well, I I was wondering was there they said there was a manifesto left, but I'm I'm I still can't find out what what the demands were. Uh, I um uh did yeah, you we hear it? Oh, no, the, the manifesto was left behind in her home. The police have not revealed what it is. The, the story has, has, has changed throughout the day. Initially, it was a young person. Uh, then they thought it was, then they said it was a, a young woman who uh, who looked like a teenager. And then they came out and said it was a, a trans woman. So we, we don't know. There have been unconfirmed reports as well that she is a former student of this school. Um, yeah. But it's just, I mean, it, I mean, three nine-year-olds murdered and then three adults in their 60s murdered it's, all within 14 minutes of each other it's horrible uh, absolutely horrible i i was reading that you know uh since 2013 when they were studying mass shootings because we have that many all the time now it deserves yeah. a study over four thousand of them are by men and only 101 are by women and i'm trying to figure out when transgender comes into it does it skew the algorithm that well, that's that's as of today. We'll find out because as of now, the only shootings that matter are transgender. Because transgender people's shooting is the same as a white male shooting. I've learned today, Rhonda, it falls under mental illness. Falls under mental illness. The transgender shooting means that they're, they've been right all along, and there's not a problem with people easily getting AR-15s. It's all that mental illness out there that we have and no other country has. And by the way, these mentally ill people should still have access to AR-15s. That's, that's Oh, it. you'll only take the guns from our cold, dead hands. Well, well at least they didn't dead name the, the, the shooter. I'm, I'm glad of that. The, the, uh, I, the, the anchors I, are, are uh, doing the correct pronouns. So I don't think we'll get through lunchtime tomorrow before Fox News is dead naming the shooter all over the place. And, you know, <laughs> th this this happens right after Donald Trump began his really inspiring uh, reelection campaign rally in, in Waco, Texas. Rhonda, I, I've been trying to figure this out for a couple of days now. If you don't want people to think that you are a dangerous, charismatic cult leader, why would you hold the first? You know, you know how when Reagan ran in 1980? He had the very first rally in Philadelphia, Mississippi, because that's where the three civil rights workers had been murdered. And it was seen Absolutely. as a dog whistle. Yes. Why would Donald Trump announce officially kick off his campaign in Waco, Texas, on the anniversary of people getting killed because they believed a cult leader in Waco, Texas? Red meat. Sounds like he's doing some heavy uh, red meat there. That's it. That's it. My God. Can I can I play you a little bit of the rally? I'm sure you watched it over the weekend. I have to hear this, John. I I well, have to. You've been very good, Rhonda. So you get to hear some. I know if you're like me, you watched it live, but it's fun to hear it back again <laughs> as well. Speaking in Waco, Donald Trump offers his rabid, slobbering goober followers two choices: either, either the, the deep, deep state, state destroys America, or, or we destroy, destroy the deep state. state. That's, That's the way it's got to be. We're at a very pivotal point in our country. Either we descend into a lawless abyss of open borders, rampant killings, super hyperinflation, which is what we have right now and not coming down, and festering corruption, or we evict Joe Biden and the Democrats from the White House and we make America great again. So yeah, a lot of new material. 
Rhonda, it's great to know that he's been working at it. And he's got a, a solid new uh, 45 he's going out there with it's on the road. A- this, he, he really needs to go to an open mic and try some new stuff out, John. The, the, the sloganeering is is so repetitious. I mean, he could actually have a, a mannequin up there and just, to, you know, play a recording and people would... No, would, no, no. Mel- Melania stayed home in Florida, Rhonda. Melania wasn't even invited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Let's let's go to the phone, shall we? We're at 866-997-4748. And we invite you to call us with your questions or your comments or your jokes or your threats. Let me go to Dave in Washington. Hi, Dave. Thanks for being patient on hold. You're on with the great Rhonda Hanson. Yeah, hey, John. Hey, Rhonda. I was um, wanting to talk about this thing with Israel. And yes. there's a couple of um, liberals I heard today that I really respect, but I disagree with them slightly. One was a lawyer who said that justice may not be working as fast as we want it to, but it will eventually come to Donald Trump, just like any other American citizen. Basically, he was saying our justice system is, you know, um, is basically a crucible, right, that you can't escape. Uh, and uh, You know, another- you know I, think, I think Nixon, Cheney, they, they, Condoleezza Rice, they could talk about escape for quite a while. George W. Bush. I mean, I, I think when when what's happening here, if Trump is prosecuted, it's going to be the greatest thing that's been done to uh, the notion of a king since uh, since Ford pardoned Nixon. Because ever since then, I'm sorry, presidents have been above the law. Well, the other liberal, uh, I, you know, I, I kind of respectfully disagree with, said that um, Trump will probably clear the field of Republicans, but he'll lose yeah. in a general election. And he predicted that Trump might actually bow out. He might start losing so bad, he will bow out of a general election uh, contest mm-hmm. with Joe Biden. Yeah. But here's my, but here's, you know, where this connects to Israel. Look, Please. we are working um, on the, on this, we're working on the old paradigm. All right. Donald Trump, that, that mold does not work for Benjamin Netanyahu. It does not work for Viktor Orban. It does not work for Donald Trump. And it does not work for their followers. And I'll okay. tell you why. They are not going to let justice stand or any sort of judicial system stand in their way. Of their, all right, look, they, in Israel, there's a couple things we're really not hearing about over here. One mm-hmm. is the Tau, the Tau law. The Tau law keeps religious people from compulsory service. The other thing is um, uh, we don't actually know how many of these Israelis that are opposing these judicial reforms, what are they actually mad about? Are they mad about the reforms or are they upset yes. because Benjamin Netanyahu wants uh, religious people to skip the line? In other words, Israel is a credentialist society. Okay. Right? Like, and, and basically we, we have in Israel, as, in, as here, is the same thing. We have like a shadow secular uh, government, and they right. um, they don't want to stay in the shadow anymore. I mean, they want. But, but to this this was push. clearly. But this was this was clearly about about the weakening the country's supreme court. I mean, that's what this was about. And because it, the the protest really picked up over the weekend after he fired his defense minister, who was against it, and that's what made all the universities shut down and people leave their jobs. It was coordinated with lab, with the largest labor union in the country. But, I mean, it, it was coordinated, and yet it was still spontaneous. It's a, a real general strike, something we've never seen in this country. Right. No, I agree. And basically, I can, I can make my point quickly like this. They, uh, there was a, uh, um, an ambassador saying when he knew Benjamin 
Netanyahu. He was a very pragmatic survivalist, but he's changed now. And the, the ambassador, he had like an Australian accent. He was explaining this, 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 this rush for power, this, you know, that, that Benjamin Netanyahu is showing. And it was never there before. Look, um, it sounded like he was talking about Nixon. You know the old saying about Nixon, right? Nixon was honest until he became president. It took the presidency to make Nixon a crook. That sounds like Netanyahu. Donald Trump was a crook before he got the yeah. power of the presidency. Yeah, Nixon was also a Nixon was all, Nixon. Yeah, Nixon. Just for the record, was also a red baiting liar before he ever became vice president. Too. We can we can we can say that. Uh, I, I like I appreciate where the analogy has taken us, but no, Nixon liar the whole life. But yeah, I mean, look, I, I think we'll find out. But in the meantime, they called off the strike after Netanyahu agreed to suspend his process to uh, overhaul the Supreme Court. So that's what it was tied to. And when they got the concession and he backed off, they ended the strike so we'll see you may be right but i didn't hear anything about the uh about the ages uh happening well but you may be you may be completely correct well and, and i mean you said it john look I, I mean you more or less said it we can't really general strike in here in this country like they can't well, we Israel, could because we, we could. have no well they destroyed the labor movement here though man i mean sure people, but it could still happen we, we still we still have twitter we still have facebook if it got heavy enough we could really do it you know, I mean, my God, if, if if the citizens of Memphis, if the black citizens of Memphis could just take down segregation by going after the bus lines. Yeah, Americans could one day be so inconvenienced. There wasn't enough foam in our latte. We get mad enough to show up and have a general strike. I don't know what it would take. <laughs> I know. Go think, ahead. Think, Rhonda. I have a Go. question for you. Do you think that uh, Americans should have gotten out into the streets and and supported the, the striking railway workers so that they could actually get the the simple requests that they wanted for safety uh mm. get get out there and um get out in the streets with their flags and chants and megaphones well don't um give me start on the railway network i know they're completely corrupt but I, all i can say is this you know ro Khanna, right Yes. Ro Khanna, who I really respect, he had a very uncomfortable call from a caller. She said she was arrested back in the 60s 56 times for civil disobedience and that she now she can't get a job in anywhere but Walmart. She has an organic chemistry degree. And she, she, she um, said Ro Khanna needs to be careful about that. Look, it was awkward, and I love Ro Khanna, but she was right. We we have destroyed all the mechanisms in this country. You're giving people a choice. You're saying, look, stand up for what's right or be homeless up under the bridge. Yeah, right? exactly. And I mean, that's a tough but one. again, it's but in America, one. listen, I mean, you can bring up the trains all you want, but America has systematically made us not care about organized labor. You can't. I will believe we have I will believe we have liberal media when I see a single story about organized labor on the media. I mean, Rhonda's right about this one, but it's nothing new. Yeah, I just I it would have to be something so like they they'd have to they'd have to ban TikTok. That would make people have a general strike. <laughs> We'd have to lose I access to our our favorite app. Having, how having Twitter would help us, John. The the last suspicious link I got was a Twitter source code. Oh my god. <laughs> Things are going well when your source code is turning up in the penny saver, isn't it? That's that's a good sign. <laughs> your business is doing just great. 
Oh, Dave, thank you so much, man. It's good yeah. to hear from you. Thank you for the call. We were at 866-997-4748. Now, now uh, can I play you a little bit more of Donald Trump over the weekend, Rhonda? I know it's, it's, it's I it's never tire of his blather and bluster. So remember, Donald Trump had a chance to pardon all of those terrorists he sent to fight his battle for him on January 6th. But he chose not to do anything. He pardoned Steve Bannon, who was ripping them all off. So keep that in mind before you hear him talking about defendants in jail awaiting trial. And also keep in mind that Donald Trump, before you hear this clip, Donald Trump knows Tucker Carlson hates him. And I will tell you, Marjorie Taylor Greene is the expert. She's been to that prison many times. She's described. She is There is nobody that has described What's, What's happening, happening in that, in that prison, prison, it's a hellhole. And these are soldiers and policemen and firemen and medics and doctors in a couple of cases. Violent felons. These are people that shouldn't have been there. And when you look at the Tucker Carlson tapes from two weeks ago and you see so many things that turned out to be false, very important what Tucker's done, what Sean has done, what Laura did. Laura did a piece last night that was incredible. And uh, Jesse, that's a group of people that have been absolutely fantastic. Greg Kelly has been great. Rob over there has been great. Newsmax just got its 15 million people back, which is great. Which is great. Newsmax, they, they tried to destroy Newsmax. What they've done to OAN is horrible, horrible. But they tried to destroy Newsmax and through a lot of different things, they got it back. DirecTV, they didn't like it. That was one sentence, Rhonda. He's high. That was one sentence. I thought he was pregnant because he skipped four periods. That was one (laughs) sentence. He's high. He's talking. He has no plan. This has taken over the party of Lincoln. This amorphous blob of spray tan, creamsicle-colored goo just knocked Ron DeSantis out of the race. I thought he was reading his, you know, possible uh, Emmy list for uh, news. He's he's a crazy man. You're absolutely right. But they never have a platform that they present. Their agenda somehow, you know, of putting their judges in place and taking away our our freedoms one by one is always in motion, but they never present a viable platform. So true. So true. I mean, look, I know he's having a rough week. He's being indicted. He's being investigated all over the place. And um, not a good week for uh, the Confederacy. I don't know if you know this, but Fort Pickett, Army base in Virginia, named after uh, Confederate general and traitor uh, George Pickett, was renamed Fort Barfoot on Friday in honor of a Native American World War II hero, Colonel Van Barfoot. This is the first of nine bases they are renaming this year. And Fort Hood will finally drop its Confederate name on May 9th. And that's going to be renamed after uh, General Richard Cavazos, the first Latino four-star general. So we're already getting one white supremacist military base renamed after an Indian World War II hero. And now we're going to have another white supremacist Confederate base renamed after a Latino four-star general. Go military. Thank you, Department of Defense. I'm sorry it took 160 years. Well, it, well, they, they're trying. Now all they have to do is cut their budget by half. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll do that. Let me go to uh, Michael in the Bronx. Michael, thanks for your patience on hold. Welcome. You're on Sirius XM. 
Hey, John. It's been a long hey. time. But How are you, sir? I'm, Hello. I'm feeling a bit better. I had surgery a few weeks ago. But I'm oh, both, no. Are you all right? Are you okay? Yeah. It's a thyroid removal. And okay. my voice is coming back here and there. So, okay. But I am so livid at what's been going on. And I'm making a connection here between, how should I put this, the investigations that's going on here in New York City, as well as the D.C. elections, I mean, the mm-hmm. investigation into China overturning the elections, right? and what's going on in Georgia. So let's focus on, um, first of all, in New York, where indictments are pending. And then here's Trump making death threats and and making yeah. threats towards all his critics, even towards the grand jury. Making threats toward law enforcement. I mean, it's not two years since his supporters beat the holy hell out of cops. They beat the hell out of cops on the Capitol steps, and he shows a picture of him holding a bat next to a picture of the head of the African-American man who may be indicting him. I mean... An officer of the court, the DA. And I can't believe that they sent him an envelope with white powder in it. Everybody was happy it was an anthrax... But I'll tell you that that baby powder can be uh, very uh, dangerous as well. Oh, I know. I, I, I think I think Don Jr. got confused and sent the wrong envelope. But go ahead, Michael. <laughs> but, I, but, but I tell you this: there was a uh, there was a lady on an MSNBC show. I wish I can remember her name, but she put it eloquently, saying it's about time we start normalizing the pending indictments of Trump, certainly the investigation. Why the hell are people putting this guy above the law when no one is above the law? And we got to blast the GOPs. Well, there's, the there's two reasons for that. There's two reasons for that. There's idiots and there's cowards. Who are you wondering about? That's, well, there's the supporters, the the supporters who are idiots. I mean, some of them are racist and white supremacists and dead inside, but to some degree, they're idiots. And then there's the Republican establishment that knows how awful and corrosive this man is. But they won't do right. anything because they're but terrified look, of him being mean to them and losing his supporters. But then look at the GOPs, particularly those in Congress. They're, they're sending a letter to Bragg. They want to subpoena him and find out why is he investigating Trump. First off, they are out of their they're out of their minds, let alone out of their they're overstepping their bounds. That's what they may be out of their minds, but they are enthusiastic and exuberant and they are going to press their way. They, what they lack in sensibility, they make up for with enthusiasm. It's like my bowling. Yeah. Well, (laughs) they're going to allow, they're going to allow Donald Trump to become finally the man to lose the U S popular vote three times. Only one man has a shot at it. He can do it. But this is where I'm going with this. First off, Thank God Alvin Bragg um, responded the way he did and say, told them that they're violating the law, which they are. They are accessories to Trump now. But then all the time, all the while, they're busy defending Trump, covering up for him, being accessory to his crimes, yes. um, coming attacking LGBTQ, coming with the utmost BS laws they are that defies the meaning of the Constitution and equal rights, prying mm-hmm. into people's privacy, just violating civil rights whatsoever. And then meanwhile, what happens? Bam. We have another school shooting. We have another mass shooting on top That's of that. It. And they're always 
you know, inciting violence. So I'm going to say unequivocally, and this is Michael S.W. from the Bronx saying this, the criminal blood is now on GOP's hands. And this is part of the messaging we need to keep sending. The damn GOP's ain't doing a freaking thing for America except for assisting a well-known criminal treasonous terrorist into bringing misery into this Mm -hmm. nation. And because of that, more and more innocent casualties are going about. They got the audacity to say that we're soft on crime. No, not only they're soft on crime, but they are doing the crime. Well, that, that's yeah, I, a point that I was going to bring up, that, that, that not only are they doing the crime, but there have always been people who were above the law in this country. I, I, I really, you know, I, 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 I yes. <laughs> well, to me, I just keep, I can't get over the fact that like, OK, if Donald Trump is going to be perp walked for for buying off the silence of a porn star he had sex with to help him cheat to win an election. And we're going to let George W. Bush and Dick Cheney keep walking around outside with the souls of a million dead Iraqis and 5,000 dead soldiers watching our every move? I'm sorry, man. It's like I, I'm very numb to the lack of accountability from, from, from Nixon to Iran-Contra. I'm numb from the lack of accountability for American rulers. Bill Clinton, the only one, Bill Clinton got kicked out of the Arkansas bar. That's it. That's the only president I can look at that has actually paid a price for anything. Go ahead. But keep this part in mind, and this might explain why it's taking so, if you want to say taking so long to get indictments or holding this guy accountable, because yes. here's the investigation of the um, Hutch millions on Stormy Daniels. We're, crying, we're probably close to getting an indictment on this case alone. Meanwhile, Maybe. he has a whole slew of other investigations going forward. But then look what the hell he was doing, as we stated in the beginning. Sending death threats and sending death threats to Alvin Bragg and trying to intimidate yeah. witnesses and manipulate them. But and this is why death threats to them. That's a crime in itself. A crime yes, but terrorism. Michael, this is, this is why that Kevin McCarthy and the entire Republican establishment were bending over backwards last week saying nobody protests, nobody protests when Donald Trump falsely claimed he was going to be arrested on Tuesday. Can you believe that bitch, Rhonda, saying he was going to be arrested on Tuesday, knowing it wasn't true and just fundraising off of it? My God, these people are suckers and they sign up for it. But everyone in the GOP knows, Michael, that if there's any violence whatsoever, it's going to stick to all of them. So they're praying. Then when, when they interfered in the damn um, investigation with by that letter, right, all and they all got away with it. Now I know, and they all got away with it. But believe me, they also know that every act of violence committed by a Trumper against anyone hurts the entire party in the next election. So keep that and in mind. That's when you can connect this latest shooting to everything from before, because they're always pushing for more guns, more guns, and they assist. Trump in the um, inciting of violence, repeating his bullshit. Rhonda, I give you the last word. Well, this is Trump's playbook. I think he loves this. All he wants is his name spelled correctly and in all caps, John, and he's getting it. God, all I want is my name spelled correctly. I never imagined all caps. I'd settle for correctly just once. Michael, thank (laughs) you for the call. Rhonda, can you stay with us till the top of the hour? Absolutely. We will be right back in just a moment. 866-997-4748. This is Progress. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. 
Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm John saying This is SiriusXM Progress. Hey, Rhonda Handsome. How do our listeners follow you and, and, and tell us where uh, they can see you performing? Well, they can actually go online on the 30th, on Thursday the 30th, and see me in a great storytelling show. Uh, it's a great way to wind up uh, Women's History Month where it's all women doing a show called No, We Won't Shut Up, and they can get tickets at Ethnotech. That's E-T-H-N-O-H, nethnotech.org. And uh, Robin Beatty has put together a great show. Or you can just check me out on Facebook at Rhonda Handsome Comedy, on Instagram at Rhonda Full, that's with two L's, or on Twitter at Rhonda Handsome, like a handsome man without the D. You don't need the D, baby. Everyone follow her, but see Rhonda live if you get a chance. Okay, really quick. Here's Jon Stewart on CNN explaining how a tumescent, bilious wretch like Donald Trump can become popular and powerful in the hearts and minds of flat earth Americans. The reason why Donald Trump became popular in the first place and the reason why these populist movements is that the citizenry have become fed up with the lack of accountability for those in power. We have no accountability in our financial systems. We have no accountability for the bankers. I mean, our Congress trades stocks with information they get making laws, and they do it to great success. And they won't stop it because they're the ones in charge of making the law about it. And instead of bringing accountability to the rampant corruption that is surrounds our our government and our financial systems i think he's all right but uh it's also their racist Rhonda. our banking system is going down faster than gwyneth paltrow on the bunny slope thank you Rhonda. <laughs> absolutely this is sirius xm i'm john fugel saying peace